Uh, it's Triple M's homegrown right around the country, 52 stations, and on the brand new listener app. Always fun when we get to talk to. One of our great singer-songwriters. Grown up with them, seen them live. One of them. Sarah McLeod, the Super G's are back, and we are loving this. Added across the day. An instant anthem. We welcome uh, Sarah McLeod to Homegrown. How are you? Hey, Maddie. How are you? Oh, my That's God. Cool. Uh, that... That's cool. good listening to that back-to-back. That was interesting. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> yeah. got a style, haven't we? They all sound very similar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, money must be fun to play live. They are fun to play live. Yeah, they're totally fun to play live. They're loud. They're rocking. They're obnoxious. People scream at us. Great. <laughs> and how good is it to do these shows when uh, you have new music, too? Like, I mean, how's the reception been uh, to money on your end? Like, we're all loving it here. We're getting calls. Like, people are going crazy for this track. Are they great? Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going down really well live. Everybody seems to know it. It seems to be um, like in our live set, it's usually like, you know, there's, it's always the certain ones that people go for, but yeah. people seem as excited about this one as they do about Down Again and yeah. Bradley. And people are singing. Everybody seems to know the words and it just feels really, I don't know, it seems it's just fresh, you know. Yeah. We've got two new band members as well, so the band's just on fire. I was going to say, how's that been? You line up. Yeah, does it, does it feel fresher? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so fun! Cool, yes, cool. It just—it feels like a a, a cooking new band. It's like, so lucky to get a whole refresh like this. At, you know, at this stage in our career, to feel like we've just begun again. It's amazing. And you know, you guys are firing on all cylinders. All these shows are like selling out, if not close to. Um, you know, people are excited about the Super G's. Is it? It's really cool. It's no surprise. And Dallas Crane, you're playing with them as well. How, how's that been? I love those guys. Yeah, yeah. I love them. And they are the most underrated band in this country. I reckon Why you're right. they are not massive, I don't know. They're so good. They just they they're really like true like good rock and roll band. Yeah. Good like good grooves too, you know, like good old swinging boogie rock grooves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, last <laughs> time I spoke to you, we were talking you'd invented a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> you were supporting yourself. Uh, are you taking the guitar on the road for these shows? And can you tell the Triple M family a bit about it? Uh, I'm not taking that guitar on the road for these shows because that is my solo show yeah. because it plays bass and guitar at the same time. Talk to me. So, t- t- tell us about it. Uh, well, um, I put a bass pickup in it and I put an, an extra output yeah. in it. So I have dual output. One goes to the guitar signal and one goes to the bass signal and I put it through an octave pedal. And so if you play it in a certain way, make sure you're always holding the root note down, you get the full spectrum EQ of the bass and you get the guitar at the same time. So your little fingers play the noodles of the guitar and you're sort of, um, you know, what is it, your index finger, the first finger that's after your thumb, that guy just sort of holds down your root note so you've always got bass. So you sound like if you put a drummer or a drum machine with you, you sound like a three-piece rock band. Yes. <laughs> you were so talented to do that both at the same time. What? Well, the... it just then I, I could just go out by myself and then I can play festivals by myself. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, yeah. it, it, what's it like? It must be so cool to have, like, this, you know, incredible solo career and the Super Jesus kind of firing at the same time. You've got that flexibility to do both if you want. Yeah, it's funny because I am in the middle of – um, doing finishing touches on a solo album and doing the finishing touches on the Super Jesus album. Yeah. So I've got like, uh, I've got studio pages up, like I'm, I'll to me halfway through like a beautiful piano ballad that's for my solo album. And I go, oh quick, you know, I need to finish a mix for the Super Jesus. And, and then like some big raucous, like 300 tracks of guitars are smashing in my ears. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm over here now. Yeah. So, 
it's good. I'm pretty scatty at the best of times. You probably noticed because I talk really fast, but that's how my <laughs> no, brain no. works. So it's um it you know it works for me. Can you uh, tell me how you know uh, one song is a super Jesus song and one is a solo song? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Mainly, it's the grooves and the the delivery of the vocal. Okay. Um, the the super Jesus songs are all kind of banging anthems. Yeah. My my solo stuff's like oh my god, I'm gonna cry. You know, it's like heartfelt. Mm. Like beautiful piano, sweet, like straight to the straight to the heart. Whereas yeah. the other ones are straight to the bar. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you go through stages of like writing Super Jesus song or a solo song, or does it can it change on a whim, like on a day, or do you feel like you you allocate like a block of time to do one? I, I do go through phases, yeah, because once I'm deep in the piano phase, mm. um, loud rock music annoys me. So if I have to stop and do something super Jesus-y, I go like, oh, hang on, no. Um, yeah. But if I'm doing the loud rock music to stop and go to the piano, it's always fine. Yeah. So, but sometimes it's hard to go from quiet to loud. But I'm kind of used to it now. Uh, tell us what happened. You're in a moon boot at the moment. What, what, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I was having a bit of a boogie at my 50th birthday. <laughs> oh, And I nice. fell over and <laughs> broke my foot. <laughs> oh, oh at, at the actual birthday. Yeah. Yep. Tell us about your fiftieth. Who was there? Anyone we'd know? Uh, uh, yeah, no. It went over. It went over two different soirees. So one was in Brisbane and one was in Adelaide. And I, I had a big stack. It was at my house, and I jumped off my kitchen island bench to try and jump to the other bench, and I missed the thing, oh. and I fell to the ground. And I had this huge stack there, and I had to go to. I woke up. I'm all you know a nightmare. I had to wake up and get all my shit to Tasmania the next day. So I put myself in a sling, grabbed all of my road cases, got myself to Tasmania, went and got one side checked out, and they said, "Yep, no, you're all fine." But I forgot to get the other side checked out. So the elbow and the hip, and they said, "No, no, it's not broken. Here, you can do the gigs fine." I think, okay, I'll worry about the rest later. And then I was still limping, and then I did three Super Jesus gigs on it. And then when I got to Adelaide to do some shows here, the promoter went, why are you limping? And they took me to the doctor. They went, your foot's broken. I went, ah, I forgot to get the foot. Oh. It was it was quite a catastrophic um, oh my God. fail. So doesn't <laughs> Glass it, everywhere. Doesn't it always work like when it rains, it pours? You know, you've got your 50th and then the next day you've got shows. Like they can, it can never be spread out, can it, in music? I know. It was the, my p- birthday was right in the middle of the tour and the tour was back-to-back with the Fringe yeah. tour that I was doing. So it was a pretty hectic time to stop and – um, write myself off, but I had to, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> You've got to a... celebrate these tiny triumphs. It's a milestone. I was going to say. And I'm get... glad something hurt me because now I know I'll remember it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, um, so how, how was the fringe? Oh, it's good. It's still going. I'm still here. We've got one more week of it nice. this week and, uh, we're doing the show called the 27 club, which is about rock stars that died yeah. at age 27 and cool. it's great. It's really fun. Hey, I had someone call up not too long ago. Can you tell us about this gig in, I looked on your Wikipedia and it was there, but I had no idea about it because I had someone who called and said they were at this gig, but I find it very hard to believe. When you were studying in Adelaide and you went to Bali and you got up and you played with a Balinese band, is this right? Well, someone, did you, someone rang in. Yeah, someone rang in and said they were there, but they were there. It was from a private number and then they hung up, so I couldn't find it. But the origins of that, can you tell us about this gig? Yeah, okay. It's weird. Yeah. So... I played a, a wee little bit of guitar. Like I knew a few chords and just the, sort of the basics. I've never yeah. played live before. Mm. Um, I just finished year 12 and I went to Bali with three of my school friends and there was a band there and they pushed me up on stage with the band and I was like, no, I don't want to go. And they're like, you know, go, go. And suddenly I'm being introduced and I was like, oh, no, I'm getting introduced. Oh, my yeah. God. And so I got up and I noticed that they had a book 
on a stand in front of them and in the book they had like all of the words and the chords to every song that they knew. So I was like, oh, okay. So I had a quick look and I thought, oh, I know all these songs, great. They were all like covers that I knew, you know, like Hotel California and Guns N' Roses. Yeah. And I was like, I know all these. So I said to the guy, you know, can I borrow your guitar? I don't think he knew I played guitar. He's like, oh, yeah. uh, okay. And suddenly the lead singer who was also the guitarist just sort of stood back and was completely out of a jog. And I just <laughs> took over the band and I was going through the book going, okay, let's play this one. And we played it. And then everyone started cheering and coming down the front and they were buying me free beer. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And then the band went, let's do another one. Let's do something that really cooks. You know, like <laughs> something that really cooks. I'm like, okay. And I'm going through the book again. I was like, let's do this one. So I ended up playing with them all night. And, and then when I went back in the next night, because it was the bar at where we were staying, so it was not like I was trying to find them. It was just the local. Mm. And I was in there again the next night, and there they were, and they, they were like, there she is, and they dragged me up again. Really? And I ended up playing with them every night. <laughs> and then they were like, um, oh, you know, tomorrow night we're playing at this other bar in Cuda, you know, five, five o'clock or whatever, meet us there. And I was like, okay. I'm thinking, <laughs> suddenly I'm touring with the Balinese band. I'm like, doing. <laughs> and I played with them. And then I had to go back to Adelaide and they were like, stay, because in two weeks we're playing a big festival in Denver, for 200,000 people. Oh, my God. And I was God. like, should I? And I thought, hang on, what am I doing? Like, I'm supposed to be doing a Bachelor of Arts. And I came back home to uni and I thought, I don't want to do the Bachelor of Arts. So I quit and I started the band. Oh, my God. That's the best story. Because when he told me on the phone, I was like, this, there's no way this is true. And then I went in your Wikipedia and it was there. Yeah, it was at the Hotel Puri Rama in Kuta, oh, and it was probably 1990. Oh, shout-outs. Well, Mysterious Caller, if uh, you're listening, please dial up now on 13353. <laughs> hey, Seth, what, what are your plans for the rest of the year? The Super Jesus are putting out our first full-length record in 20 years. Yeah! And it is a corker, so I'm super excited. Cool. We're just putting the finishing touches on it at the moment, and... Like, you know, I mean, I don't want to talk it up, but I love it. It's my favourite record we've ever done. Every song's a banger. So I'm pretty happy. Oh my so God. we're going to put that out and um, do another national tour sometime later in the year, big oh, regional tour. That's so exciting. So I'm that's... doing a solo tour in June as well. Taking out the guitar? The solo tour I'm going to do piano and nice. um, a quiet electric. Are you going to support? But I'm going to take the guy with the bass, yeah, the bass guitar thing. Are you going to support yourself like you did last time? Well, that's what I, I'm sort of wondering that because I want to play the piano and I want to do the electric show and I haven't quite worked out how they work in one show. So if I support myself, A, I don't have to pay for a support band, and B, <laughs> yeah. I get to do two different shows so I can show people two different styles yeah. of what I'm doing. Um, and then it's sort of, it's a bit more interesting then, isn't it? You know, you get more yeah. bang for your buck. And I love how they how you get uh, two separate green rooms, even though it's just you playing. <laughs> <laughs> two separate deli platters, yeah, change outfits and everything. And two different yeah. hotel rooms as well. <laughs> That's been indulgent. Yeah. Uh, Seth, so good to chat. Uh, we're pumped for your show at the corner on Friday. I just want to play one little game with you before you go. On Triple M's Homegrown with Matteo, it's time for... Uh-oh, it's my party or dinner. All right, this is called Right Party Dinner. So I'm going to give you three acts. You can either write a song with them, you can party with them, or you've got to take them home to dinner. All right? Huh, okay. Right, okay, pick right completely at random. The Your Artists Are... All right, so we got Aerosmith. Who else we got? Yep. <laughs> we got Daryl. And then we got... <laughs> right party dinner with Aerosmith, Daryl Braithwaite, okay. Alanis Morissette. Yep. What are we doing? I want to um, write dinner right. Write dinner right. Uh, go, go. That's what I said. Write dinner right. Yeah, you, I want to write with Aerosmith. I want to have dinner with um, Horses Guy. Daryl. And I want to... Daryl, yeah. And I want to write with Alanis. Okay, I like it. Well done.
Very, very good answer. Hey, Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. We're loving the new track. No, and... no offense to Daryl Braithwaite, though, because if he hears that, he'll go, why don't you want to write with me? <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> we'll let him know if we get him in the studio, all right? Yeah. Well, I just love songwriting. Yeah. And I just think Daryl would be nice to have dinner with. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Sarah, thanks so much. That was perfect. Thank you, Maddie.